Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. To morning coffee. Today I'm going to talk, actually I'm going to read out of my book, Ambitious Heroes and Heartache, a short passage. And of course, if you've not checked it out, I'm going to link it up in the show notes of this episode if you want to get a copy. And this is from page 67. And for a little bit of context, what ha- what's happening here is I'm really wrestling with this idea of what, what I should be when I grow up. Because I was getting ready to get out of the military. I had always, I was really starting to feel these nudges from within me that Maybe I should pursue something just radically different than I had been doing. I mean, I had the podcast and stuff, but I was really feeling like I wanted to work on my writing career and I was really starting to understand psychology better and just feeling pulled to talk more about the human experience. And what that meant is that I actually would have had to walk away from jobs, which of course I did, which is why you're still hearing this podcast today. Um, But I had to walk away from jobs that were offering me a lot of stability and metrics and that people were telling me to take, quite honestly. And so we're going to jump in here at that part of my story. It's always hard to tell people that you're going to do something that you yourself don't understand. It's likely that when the soul starts calling you, it will be pre-verbal, meaning you won't be able to tell people with perfect clarity what you're feeling. It should be stated that your job isn't to tell people how great you can be, it is to show them. It'll take a while for others to understand what every fiber in your being already knows. You might call this the curse of being a human who is uniquely aware of the responsibility that their potential requires them to adopt. It's also important to understand that when we do get called to do something different in life, we're being called as we are, not as we think we should be. The path is revealed to those who have enough courage to trust it. Before I go on here, this is that part of our lives where we're being called to do something, right? Whether internally, you know, that call is coming from internally normally or externally. In whatever case, we're like waiting till we're ready, not realizing that like, we're, we're being called as we are. The process is learning. You know, the, the thing that you want to do, you actually have to step toward it in order to figure out how to do it. And so that's, that's just part of it. It's part of the human journey. We can really delay, jumping back into the story here, we can really delay our own destiny when we believe we have to be someone else to answer our call. If that were true, we wouldn't get the call in the first place. So as I wrestled with my fate, I heard on a podcast one morning on my way to work that you should carve out time in your day to do nothing but think. It's interesting that our entire lives begin with a thought, but that we're rarely taught to treat thinking as a skill, one that we can get much better at over time. That evening, I drove to the beach to begin my first experiments with learning to think. I grabbed a notebook and went and sat on the sand while I watched families build sandcastles with their kids and couples walk up and down the shoreline. 
I thought, everyone is so damn put together, and here I am drowning inside, as I sat a comfortable 25 feet from the waterline. As I sat there on the beach, with no idea what I was supposed to be doing, I resolved to try and just take the whole scene in, hoping that an answer might spontaneously come to me. Mostly, I just tried to look like I knew what I was doing, so as not to alarm people walking by. If I'd had a truthful sign above me, it would have said, I have no idea what to do with my life because all of the ways that I've learned to navigate the world are no longer working for me. My ego had officially reached the limitations of its current existence, and it was clear that it had exhausted its efforts. After about 20 minutes, I was bored as hell and feeling more hopeless than I had been before the experiment. Then something remarkable happened. I had the slight sense that I couldn't make the wrong decision. It was like I knew that was true in my bones for just a moment. Normally, even if we have a productive thought, it doesn't have enough authority in our minds to make it useful. This is why a host of cliché life advice just rolls off us. We all know that life is short and you only live once. We all know that effort is returned based on effort given. We all know the golden rule and everything else we're taught when we're children about what matters in life. The problem is that the thought doesn't have enough mental authority to make it true enough for us to act on. Usually, this esoteric advice, whether good or not, is overshadowed by our fears, insecurities, and doubt. We've all learned to give their voice too much authority at the table while the other, more productive voices are drowned out. More often than not, negative emotion is what compels us to action. For some reason, perhaps because of the scene I watched play out, this time I unequivocally knew that I could not make the wrong decision. I was watching a family build a sandcastle and I saw that they were trying to protect it as the tide came up. They dug and dug, frantically trying to create a moat to diverge the water around the castle they had spent hours building. This became obviously futile as the tide continued to rise, washing over their moat and into the city walls. It seemed like the kid and I suddenly understood the same thing at the same moment. He began to jump up and down, splashing and stomping all over their creation, laughing and dancing. The mom, who had been digging as quickly as she could, turned around and looked bewildered. No, what are you doing, she said. Well, it was all going away anyway, he replied. Or perhaps it was the Buddha that replied through him. In any case, he got it. And at that moment, I sort of got it too. See, I'd been trying to look at my new life through my old lens. I was trying to figure out how to salvage what I had already built. Because going into a government job would have allowed me to transfer benefits and pay and literally not skip a beat. But the tide was coming. The tide is always coming, and everything that we build is a sandcastle. We can fight it, or we can dance and laugh and try our best to approach it with the understanding that that child seemed to find. Furthermore, we always take the essence of what we've learned through effort with us to the next build. We couldn't possibly start over in a true sense, because we always take all that we've put into what we've done. The ego wants to take the label of what we've done. But labels and words are always secondary to their meaning. Due to the fact that the ego is created through pattern thought, you'll notice that it has a certain point of view. And as your consciousness expands throughout your life and you move toward a new point, you'll find that the view also changes. Going forward, when I write about ego death, it's best understood as the death of your current point of view. Once you know more, you can't go back to living in your old ways. 
New knowledge makes new demands of us, and we must learn to flow as life flows if we want to reduce the friction as we move through it. Perhaps this is why the ancient mystic Lao Tzu said, the world is won by those who let it go. As we let go of what we know, we find new perspectives and new paths, and those bring us to new worlds. This is the process of personal evolution. The moment we decide to pivot is when we realize something incredible about our lives. The outer limits of our capabilities are defined by the space between our ears, because there are no rules to pivoting these days. There's nothing actually stopping you, except about a thousand thoughts a day that tell you that you can't. We've always known this, but each person must come to find it in their own time. This is why, despite the path you take to self-realization, you'll always inevitably arrive back at the realization that the person standing in your way is you. Anyway, I love you. Have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.